Chapter Five of the Great Pearl Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Indu Nair. The Great Pearl Secret by Charles Norris Williamson. Chapter Five. The Third Ringer of the Bell. Simone had been in the act of coming downstairs, dressed for a walk with her mistress's English bulldog, Admiral Beatty, when a vision flashed through the hall. A reed-like figure in black, with a glint of red hair through a patterned veil. Simone stopped short, petrified, pulling so suddenly at the dog's leash that the reticent bull gave a grunt. It took a great deal to petrify Simone. She had been through an earthquake in Italy. She had escaped from a burning hotel in her first year of service in New York. There had been further sensations also, and her nerves were accustomed to shocks. But to see Lida Pavoya, the dancer, dart unannounced through the hall, when the duke was alone in the house went beyond everything she was certain despite the veil that the woman was pavoya no other creature on earth had a figure like that or held her head so like a light flower on a stem the duchess was tall and slim and graceful with a slender long throat but she had the slightness of a normal charmingly formed young girl the Polish dancer was almost a thing supernatural, a streak of living flame made woman. Simone's dark skin was thick, but her head was not. Her brain worked fast. Like a general at manoeuvres, it reviewed the situation at a glance. The Duke was home because of a cold. He had known for days that the Duchess would be out for luncheon and that she was safe not to return home on surprise. He must have invited Pavoya to come in his wife's absence, and more than this, it struck Simone that the visit of today could not be the first. Togo, the Japanese, of whom she was jealous because of her mistress's fancy for his services, seemed to be acquainted with the dancer. He let her pass without a word. No doubt, she had been to the house before when the duchess and simone were out of the way either the duke or pavoya or both had bribed togo who was playing a mean double game between his master and mistress the french woman resolved that she would not after all take beatty for a walk bending down she unfastened the leash from his expensive collar on which was engraved miss america from her british ally pc to jp feeling himself free the dog instantly turned and spraddled back to the adored one's boudoir where he was privileged to wallow among all the prettiest cushions such wallowing he much preferred to a promenade with simone or anyone else save his worshipped duchess as simone rose from her stooping posture she saw that togo had ushered a man into the house a second glance enabled her to recognize this man 
and she was more amused than surprised to see that it was Captain Manners. Juliet had not asked her maid to deliver the secret letter, because it would be simpler for the man who opened the door to do so, and as the confidential mission was given to another, the Duchess had prudently refrained from mentioning it to Simone. The latter imagined her mistress must mentally have mislaid the fact that she herself had seen in the papers Captain Manners' return on the Britannia from France. In any case, here he was, and all that was cynical in Simone laughed at the contretemps. He was certain to have asked for the Duke as the Duchess was out. Would Togo, who had just let in Pavoya, venture to interrupt a tete a tete by announcing that her grace's cousin had arrived? It occurred to Simone that the Japanese had not dared to turn away so important a person, but that, having let him in, he would find some way of excusing the Duke. The situation was too dramatic to waste. The French woman pictured his grace's expression, faced by his wife's cousin and loyal friend. She had wanted her mistress to marry Clarimana, because it was distinguished to be the maid of a duchess. But she had liked manners and received many a tip from him in days gone by. For that reason, and for others even more important, she must help Manners catch his cousin Juliet's husband and Lida Pavoya together. Thinking quickly, she tripped down the broad marble staircase which led to the great hall, a staircase that she was the one servant permitted to use. She had not passed the midway landing, however, when a second Japanese, a youth under the command of Togo, went hurrying toward the front door. The electric bell was not audible to anyone in the hall, but Simone guessed that a third caller had rung. In Togo's absence with Captain Manners, it was the duty of Huji to answer the door. The maid flew down the remaining steps and was in time to hear the Japanese in embarrassed conversation with the latest arrival. This person was speaking broken English, and Huji not as fluent in that tongue as Togo, could not understand. A Frenchman, decided Simone. Mon Dieu, it will be the messenger with the pearls. She stepped forward with a smile. Monsieur, she said, je suis Française, la femme de chambre de la Duchesse. Si je puis être utile. The newcomer turned at the words and beamed at sight of a compatriot. He was youngish, between thirty and forty, Simone thought. He was good-looking, too, richly dark, as if he might be a child of the South like herself. His eyes were handsome, and his small features well-cut. So were his clothes. He had a neat, close-clipped moustache, and red lips, which made his teeth look white as he gave smile for smile, though in reality they were slightly yellowed by constant cigarette smoking. Simone approved of him. He had the air of being a gentleman, and she was glad that fate had made them meet. Naturally, she knew of the Tsarina pearls and that they were expected after tiresome delays, for Juliet was both trustful and careless where Simone was concerned. But save for this little comedy, she would not have met the messenger. Vaguely, the maid understood 
that he was private secretary to some french financier in whose care the pearls had been left and a secretary was far above a femme de chambre in the social scale it was a pleasant accident which enabled her to earn his gratitude and simone had a sudden vision of being invited out to dine or to go to the theatre as a reward who knew how it might end if she played just the right cards for a moment the two tossed politeness to each other in their own beautiful language the niçoise striving to speak like a parisienne but there was no time to waste before the return of togo and after a few flowery sentences simone came to business monsieur has arrived on the britannia is it not she fluted this told as she intended that the mission was no secret from her and the way was cleared for the messenger he showed her a visiting card with which he had vainly tried to impress Huji. Leon de Fasquel was the name Simone read, and its owner volubly explained that he was awaited with impatience by the Duke of Claramano. This Oriental, he went on, with a glance at the attentive yellow face, informs me, if I understood aright, that I cannot see the Duke. Monsieur may have understood Huji but it is huji who does not understand the situation smiled simone his grace the duke is confined to the house with a cold otherwise he would doubtless have met monsieur at the ship as it was he sent his own man was not monsieur received by an irishman named nixon monsieur de Fasquel shook his head sadly there must have been a mistake he had hoped to find someone who would see him through the formalities of landing but no one had appeared. Possibly this was due to the fact that his luggage had been placed under the letter F instead of D, and so the Duke's man had missed him. Fortunately, through the influence of Mr. Henry Fair, still engaged in the noble work of reconstructing devastated France, and that of the well-known New York banking house of Fair, there had been no difficulty with the customs. His the Fasquez mission had for obvious reasons been kept secret on shipboard but the object he brought had been declared and instead of being delayed at the dock he had been aided by the authorities it seemed strange now to meet obstacles at the journey's end be seated monsieur for a moment his countrywoman cooed i will go myself and tell his grace that you have arrived i am a privileged person in this house Huji had understood not a word of the conversation in French, but seeing Simone start in the direction of the Duke's study, he put himself in the woman's way. Togo said Duke no see any peoples. He warned her in his best English. I will take the responsibility on myself, she said. I knew the Duke long before Togo saw either of their graces. With a slight push, she passed the boy and in her haste almost skated along the polished floor to the door next that of the Persian room. There she tapped sharply, without a second's hesitation, and waiting for an answer she could hear her heart knock in her breast. For a long moment that fell longer, there was no other sound. The silence behind the door seemed abnormal to her high-keyed nerves. But suddenly, 
as she was about to rap again the door was flung open the duke stood on the threshold his charming brown face less charming than usual because of a slight frown at sight of simone he showed surprise his scowl having been prepared for togo what is it has your mistress come home he asked the frown had faded the voice was kind but this change did not deceive simone she was sure that the duke was in what he himself would call a blue funk and the fear she imagined brought back the last picture her mind had made of him quickly she saw the way to kill two birds with one stone monsieur le duc she said in french the messenger has arrived from the britannia and is being detained in the hall by the japanese he is very vexed and surprised i took it on myself to tell you grace as i think this is a man who would go away in anger and that would be a pity claremana flushed simone read his confusion pavoya was not to be seen but she was in the room hidden somewhere there was no doubt of that either behind the big spanish screen or in the window recess covered by velvet curtains if simone had not learned to control her features she would have laughed she knew that the wretched young man must be thinking what shall i do if i go outside this room to meet defasquelle someone may walk in and find pavoya perhaps it may be a plot of my wife's who has come back and seen pavoya yet if i receive defasquelle here pavoya will have to remain hidden since there will be no chance for her to escape it was a case of the frying pan and the fire and to know which was which seemed a toss-up however the duke made the best of things as they were and decided quickly of course i'll see this gentleman he said in rather a loud tone have him sent here at once bien monsieur le duc agreed simone then added instantly and the captain manners is he to be kept waiting good lord exploded caramagna is he here too he has been here some time the maid had begun to explain when togo appeared his eye bright with rage this woman had upset his careful arrangements he knew that she had done it to make mischief but now there was no circumventing her he had heard the whole story from huji and an elaborate plan to keep captain manners contented in the persian room was a burst bubble meekly togo took orders from the duke to bring both visitors to him captain manners first because he was a relative and not more than five minutes later monsieur de fasquel does his grace wish me to make his excuses to the messenger asked simone as togo trotted off to the persian room yes go said the duke no doubt anxious for an instant with the hidden one and the maid hurried back to defasquelle in order to ingratiate herself rather than exonerate her mistress's husband she threw all her charm into the explanation in five minutes no more his grace would receive monsieur meanwhile was there any information any aid she could give she who had known new york for years by the time togo appeared to conduct the messenger defasquelle and simone had discovered that they were both of the south he no further from nice than marseilles 
it was when the very invitation she had wished for hovered on the frenchman's lips that the japanese intervened and simone hated togo more violently than before End of chapter 5